Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. That tribute or that that version of the theme song that that Vanen did was pretty bad, eh? It is, even though nobody's gonna hear you talking about this, complimenting him on it for like a month. I know. <laughs> so again, we, we a month ago. I know this is a boring thing to talk about, but this is our third episode of the morning. So enjoy, people. We're already we're already tired of each other, annoyed with each other. Let's talk about burritos. Oh man! <laughs> Plus, I think it's funny too because this this comes up a lot where people don't know exactly who did what on, uh, like maybe people know this by now, but Aaron mostly is the one that posts on Instagram, for example. But I think Vaynand was asking Aaron for you know questions about the theme song but i was the one who did the theme song you know oh right aaron had nothing to do with it like aaron would be able to answer more questions than most people but aaron had like yeah nothing to do with it you wrote the whole thing i I think it's a good thing though that there's no like it's not clear a lot of times who exactly is doing what you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's a good thing i don't know it's it's okay, at least. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Like, we're all the Dread, Dread Pirate Roberts. Ooh, third in a row. Oh, dude. We're hitting Princess Bride hard this morning. Yeah. We need to talk about Surf Ninjas, because that was a good episode. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. That was so, so funny. I really like uh, Rob Hubel. Yes. So that... The newest, the newest episode, which is now like a month old, of how did this get made, was about surf ninjas. No way. And I, I loved how that there, because we we even talked about on this on this uh, one of our very first episodes, we talked about how I get surf ninjas and three ninjas mixed up. <laughs> yes. And someone uh-huh. so at the, on this on how did this get made? They have a segment at the end where they read, uh, they call it second opinions, and they read positive reviews. People uh, saying, I love oh, this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and one of them was like, this movie is great. Three Ninjas is an amazing movie. And it's, <laughs> it's great for kids because it doesn't have violence and swearing and stuff like that, which is funny because Surf Ninjas actually does. <laughs> so I just thought that was great that uh, apparently I'm not the only one who gets those mixed up. But so this person... person was like vehemently defending uh, Three Ninjas. <laughs> as, a wholesome, as a wholesome movie. For she said, this is what she said. She said, my children loved it, and now my grandchildren love it. That's yeah, that's what, what it said. was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like she read children all the negative reviews and was like, wait a second. How are these people trashing on this movie that my children and grandchildren <laughs> love? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This will not stand. I'm going to write a review. Yeah. That was pretty good. So we need to we need to choose a movie that we're all that we're all going to watch that we could talk about 
Young guns. We could just too. talk about. Yeah. We could just talk about Princess Bride, I guess. Or what were you saying, Phil? D two. No, I said Young Guns too. Oh. Young guns <laughs> we could all go back and watch D two now and do like a post mortem after our <laughs> first discussion about it. It needs to be a movie that's on Netflix, but that's so bad it's good. It should be something that none of us have seen before, too. Yeah, that's, yeah. okay, that's true. It, yeah, so it, it ideally it would be something from the early '90s, mid to early '90s <laughs> that none of us have seen that is widely regarded as so bad it's good. I haven't seen a lot of movies, and and this this is you know a slum fashion here, but I grew up just pretty much only watching comedies, or that's like all my family watched and then as i got older i pretty much just watched tv so there's like a ton of sort of famous i know you weren't sheltered because you, know, like, you watched you you saw like blazing saddles you, you said when you were a little kid and stuff yeah when i was like really little <laughs> no yeah like my parents had like uh, you know especially for being like when i lived in new mexico you know we were like the mormons in the area or whatever and it's like we had zero standards when it came to tv or movies um <laughs> but but yeah so i haven't like like i'm thinking about like i don't even think i've seen die hard all the way through for example oh, i just watched that for the first time like this year or last year yeah so yeah. solid like tons it's, of especially yeah. action like and 80s and 90s action good. movies i haven't seen i haven't seen a lot of them or most of them even hmm. okay so i bet we could find I've so got- maybe we could put that out to the to the viewers at home I've got call into the one. voicemail line and tell us movies that we should watch. I've got a good one, but I've seen it. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. Under Siege. No. No what? You cut out. No, I'm not going to watch that. What did you say? Why will you not? <laughs> Under Siege. Oh, I don't know what that is. Is that a... Okay, is that a, it's uh, a Steven Seagal. Submarine movie? Close. It's a battleship. <laughs> Uh, okay. Hey, I was close. So, okay. Spoiler alert: He's not just the chef on the ship that gets taken over by terrorists. He's an ex Navy SEAL. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I don't think. I don't yeah, think my intrigue level movie. has increased by zero. <laughs> what? I don't think I want to watch that movie. I think it would be okay Dude. if one of if only one of the three of us had seen it, maybe. Dude, it, seen is, it. it is. I'm so, not that big of a so fan great. of of like crappy action movies, to be honest. Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not either. So I think I've talked about this before, but like the famous, the most famous movie that's so bad that it's good. Um, Citizen Troll, Kane. Troll Two. <laughs> oh. Have we have I talked about this on the podcast before? Yes, yes, you have. Okay, that my my wife's aunt is the main one of the main characters. Yes, she's the girl, the witch from the popcorn scene. She like makes out with this teenager, and and all this popcorn starts popping from the heat. But I don't, I don't, Jen. If if I'm gonna watch a movie that's so bad it's good, I usually, yeah. I'd prefer it to be like a comedy or something like that. Maybe not. I just don't like action movies that much. Maybe that's what it is. I like action, but I fall. Here's what we should action. consider. 
here's what we should consider. And uh-huh. maybe we could, I could throw this out there. If you guys think it's a mildly good idea, then we can see what the viewers think. Uh, what if the three of us not only watched the same movie, but we watched it at the same time, okay? And we did a, uh, basically a commentary watching the movie and then hosted our audio that other people could press play when they watched the movie. I feel like that's been done to death, but maybe it hasn't. You mean like a commentary? Yeah. Like yes. That's a pretty common thing for like podcasters to do commentary for movies. Well, you've never done it. Who, who does it? Because I want to listen to theirs. That's actually one. That's actually one feature that when when Netflix first came to the Xbox 360, they had this mode called Party Mode that at the time seemed so dumb, but it would basically it would put you in a in a voice chat with other people, and it would keep the movie in sync for everyone. Oh, that's so you cool. were all watching at the same time, and then you could voice chat with each other, which is actually kind of a cool feature. I don't think they still have it. It is a cool there. feature. Yeah, it seems kind of like, creepy to call it to call it party mode when it's a live chat. I don't know. Live chat and party mode just sounds like this feels creepy to me, but I would love to do that. Not with strangers. Is that because you're, you're watching too many live chats online, Phil? <laughs> it's not like, it's not like party chat mode. roulette. It's not like, it's like, it's chat, like it's chat roulette. Chat, there's no party with mode. Netflix. There's no webcams involved. <laughs> Oh crap! What was that onion headline? I sh- there was an onion headline this week that uh, <laughs> it was basically it was one of those ones where it's just a headline, but it was uh, for Ash Wednesday, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like nude cam girl has ash on forehead or something like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like so. Oh awful. no. Oh. Anyways, so guys, movies. Chris. What movie yes. are we gonna watch? Yeah. Under Siege. No, we're not going to do that. Under the Siege. Okay. <laughs> Under the Siege. We should Under watch some siege. of those. We should watch some of those Disney sequels that you have, Aaron. <laughs> sequels. <laughs> I've never seen most of them. Yeah, of course you haven't. Nobody has because they're probably awful. Somebody like, has. They're probably bad enough that- making them. They're probably bad enough that even young kids would be like, "Yeah, I'm not really into this." Like, there's all kinds of plot holes and stuff. I think they do like some because they don't like if they're young enough. They just know it's just the characters that they like. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. hanging out with their friends. But clearly, the voices are different, right? They hired like different yeah. act- voice actors. <laughs> yeah, because there are a couple. Get the real actors. There are a couple like Toy Story. I'm trying to think. There's like some Christmas specials of different like Pixar movies, and yeah, they have like oh really? But they're just like regular animation. Yeah, well, they're still CGI, I think. But there's like a Toy Story Halloween one, I think that they don't have all the same voice actors and stuff like that. Which for a movie like Toy Story, like those, every one of those voices is very recognizable. So it's right, uh, pretty obvious when they don't have the actual people, you know. But the yeah, kids Tim don't. Allen is like an A-list actor. So, but even like all of them, you know, like even this, you know, like the inconceivable guy who does whoever's voice. 
Doesn't he do one of the voices? Oh yeah, Wallace Shawn. He's the voice of uh, no. He's the um, no. The pig is the dinosaur. He's the T Rex. Yeah. 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 George Wendt is is the pig. I love. No, not George. George Wendt's Norm, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, who is? They're both in it though. Oh yeah, you're right. He's Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Cliff is the pig. Or the other Did I tell you? We should just watch Toy Story. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) It was good. Did I tell you guys that I saw um, that I played a show? Or no, no, no. It wasn't my show. It was a friend. uh, I was at a friend's show, and the opening band was Norm's son. Whoa, that's awesome. And yeah, and Norm was like sitting at the venue. (laughs) <laughs> like because he wanted to see his son but everybody was like norm and he had like a big giant beard to try and like disguise himself but it was like clearly norm with a beard and what was so obvious is that the kid that was like i can't remember if he was bass or um uh rhythm or something but like he looked it was like creepy he looked exactly like norm it was really? like young norm <laughs> up on stage <laughs> that's awesome and it's like you're looking at this guy. You're like, man, he looks like Norm from Cheers, but just way younger. And then you turn and you're like, holy crap, that's Norm sitting right next to me. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Wonder if Norm's kid is like, if he made it as a band. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, it, most people do. You know, most people who try bands just make they make money. it. He probably didn't. Last he probably forever. didn't have enough natural ability. Yeah. Mm. Or he didn't play with a band enough. One of the two. Maybe. I can't remember. Were we talking about that last episode or this episode? Last, <laughs> Everything last is blurred episode. together. If you're yeah. if you're famous and you can't make it, then you must really suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? That's like, really sad. It's like if you're if you're the child of like of like old money and you mm. can't be successful oh, I see what you're saying. then you must really be bad at life <laughs> if you have everything because if you, you have everything given to you and every opportunity and yeah. you can't make it work it's yes. like then it's like when people when people like defy the odds to become successful you know like rags to riches or whatever yeah like you're the opposite of that like you <laughs> yeah riches to you defied the odds you defied the odds like just you know just status quo would have made like you if your dad success. gives you a million dollar loan but then, like, you just lose billion millions of dollars and you suck. Yeah. And then you'll probably just be president. And you're a white male. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Did you listen to uh, the the bonus episode for How This Get Made on Surf Ninjas? I don't know. The prequel? No, no, no. Because they have the prequel, but they just started doing a bonus thing where they do interviews. And they interviewed oh, the guy who wrote the script. Oh, really? I love and how it's crazy because it's like all this like mob ties. It's a crazy story. But at one point he says his 12 year old son, I don't think it was for nurse, surf ninjas. I think it was for something else. His 12 year old son wrote a script and sold it. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he goes, Holy cause crap. you know, he was like uh, a plugged in guy and mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, my yeah. son wrote this good script. And then somebody bought it, like a, 
a studio like actually bought a 12 year old <laughs> script and he's like it was really good and i'm like okay but still though <laughs> no like it wasn't like, as good as most of the scripts coming from like 30 year olds who've been doing it their whole life who haven't made it right yet, you know right <laughs> like let's be honest it was so so that's not that's an example of 100 percent opportunity like there's yeah i mean maybe maybe we're talking about ability like a tiny bit yeah but we're talking about but it's just most, yeah it's just having connections you know yeah and, and those are the, me i wonder what the script was and those are the people who like to say that like oh this is the land of opportunity everyone has a shot if you're good and if you work hard, then you can make it. And it's like, yeah, that's easy for you to say because <laughs> someone bought your script when you were 12, you know? Yeah, it's not hard to be successful when you're already I think, successful. <laughs> yeah. Which is why, uh, what, what's Bob Dylan's son's name? Wildflowers? Jacob Wildflowers? Dylan. Fred Dylan. Jacob Dylan. I can't, he... Uh... Jacob Dylan. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> it's Fred Dylan. Okay. Uh, he, Jacob I think, Dillon. was it a, was it Mark Marin who interviewed him and and was like, yeah, I, he, he said, do not ask any questions about. He was told like, do not ask any questions about Bob Dylan. Mm. Your all of your that's questions so, have to be <laughs> like. It's like but, you can't you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Well, yeah. but I can see like like okay, I would questions about like your childhood and he's in it but don't ask like so like what's your dad's favorite food yeah like i get <laughs> yeah. that but at the same time it's like i wouldn't be interviewing you if your dad wasn't bob dylan because you wouldn't be famous like yeah you know what i'm saying maybe that's harsh <laughs> Which, you know i don't like yeah. the wallflowers are good so maybe that's not that's not totally but it's fair, like but... don't but why are they good yeah because they write good songs but why do they write good songs? No, I mean, I understand, but I'm saying like, yeah, like he, like (laughs) chances are if Bob Dylan wasn't his dad, he wouldn't be having that interview right then, you know? Exactly. Because other people, other famous people have bands that are terrible. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) And it's not even like sons of famous people. It's like, you are the the famous person. person. Yeah. Who, who was, who was like it? Keanu Reeves has a band. Yeah, that's that's a little literally who I was thinking of. Um, R- Russell Crowe has Russell Crowe's got thirty odd yeah. foot of grunts. <laughs> and it's like, Did, and and at that point, it's like, yeah, they're just like me. Like I have a band, and we're not any good. Like, yeah. but we just like <laughs> to do it, you know. They're like it's not. But like, then they go home to their giant <laughs> to their yeah. wealth. It's not like it's not like Keanu Reeves is a failure because his band isn't good. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> just his hobby. Is he likes to play in a band. And he also right. happens yeah, yeah. to be famous, but it's like if you know there are plenty of bands that are good enough that if one of them happened to be very famous, then their band would also be famous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your point, Aaron, that it's like yeah, they must be kind of bad if their band isn't popular, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's like they already have this fame to to capitalize on. <laughs> I don't remember what the movie was, but there was something. It was, it was. I want to say like ten years ago ish that Russell Crowe was in a movie and um, I read somewhere that he was like, yeah, I'll only do it. If, uh, if my band can be, um, <laughs> if you, you can feature my band on the soundtrack. 
<laughs> and they're oh, like, the what? Soundtrack. Yeah, on the soundtrack. Oh, and they're like, gosh. what? And he's like, yeah, I want my I want my music on the soundtrack. And and I want to film a music video and I want that to be on the like special features. <laughs> and they're like, really? And he's like, yes, that's <laughs> that's what I'm requiring if you want me to be in the movie. And they're like, okay. Nah, that's cool. See, that's like a weird <laughs> That's like, that's like the other extreme of it's like, like trying, self-nepotism. To, trying to exploit your fame in one area to be famous in another area. You know, it's like, then it does become, you know, shameful. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's like, cause it's, it's not, I mean, it, I, I don't it know. It would be cool if it was like, I want the members of my band to be extras in the movie. Cause they're my buddies or whatever. Like that would be cool, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, uh, entourage. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, could you, you know, hook up my friend with, uh, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, he just, he's like, I, I'm the front man of this band. They're my backup band. I want my music featured in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we, we want you for this one thing, you know, <laughs> I, I, now it's I, like, uh, if I'm going in to install an AV system and it's like, I'm only going to install your AV system if you also let me do some of the tile work or something. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> because 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 I like to do tile work, work on passion. the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah because tile exactly. work is my passion. <laughs> it's like I don't care. There are other AV people work. who are very who are very you know who are significantly better than you at that. <laughs> AV work is something I do to make ends meet, but tile bills. work is my passion. <laughs> yeah, and. I won't take this job for AV unless yeah. you let me do a uh, a tile mosaic in your so here's, lobby. Here's the question: Are are any of our bands going to become famous as a result of this podcast? You know, <laughs> who has a band right now? I think, but you guys play with people, right? I guess it's mostly in a hey, worship I, setting. I'm more like gun for hire at this point. That's not I, a bad I'm, place I'm, to be, though. No, it's fun. I mean, I'm, for I'm hire, I mean, for free, but for free hire, yeah. <laughs> but it's still fun. I get to play. <laughs> yeah, gun like, for you're free. making as much money for, for free. You're making as much money doing that as I'm making from my band. So you, you know. can't start a fire without a spark. Exactly. Mm. Without a gun. This for, gun's for hire. Gun for fire. Even if it's just dancing, dancing in the dark. In the dark. You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This comes for higher. Even if it's just dancing in the dark. This reminds me of that song from. The Little Mermaid now. I had to mute myself because my my laughing sent me into a coughing fit. Because I'm an 80 year old man. No, not that one, Phil. Um, the the one on the lake when they're trying to get him to kiss the girl. Oh, oh kiss the girl. Kiss the girl. <laughs> What's that one called? What's that one called about kissing the girl? <laughs> Sitting there across the way. She ain't got a lot to say, but there's something, something about, about her. her. And you don't know why. 
but you're dying to try. You wanna kiss the girl. Kiss the girl. La, la, la. <laughs> Our timing is like so terrible. All the latency. (laughs) That was like one of those popular songs that, uh, like at my high school, that kids would sing like a cappella to ask a girl to a dance or something like that. (laughs) That was the worst. (laughs) Did you go to the dorkiest high school of all time? Yes. Yes. Absolutely, Actually, I did. Aaron, oh, that's hilarious. Aaron, the one of the more recent—I mean, not for any of the viewers listening to this—but um, this American Life episode <laughs> talked about how in Utah there are schools where they have these elaborate, like ask ask girls to dances uh, oh, yeah. scenes, and that <laughs> and that the they were asking them, well, did you know that in other parts of the country that, that that's not how they ask people to go to dances? And they're like, what? <laughs> it's really we, funny. They're like, they're like, no, like then we, how do you, we knew you that it was a weird dance. Well, now yeah, it's like a thing. Like them. now you ha- like have to at least make a poster. Yeah. But like so when I was like, when I was in high school, we knew that this was like unique to Utah because Utah's weird. <laughs> but like, this is, you know, I graduated <laughs> in 2001. So this is a long time ago. And I had like, like one girl asked me to a dance by building a snowman in my front yard. <laughs> and and there were golf balls in the snowman that had her, the letters of her name on them. Oh my gosh! So I had to I like break like a whole state full of Andy Bernards. Wait a minute, yeah, dude, that's these... literally well, heck. And like choir, like acapella and singing what? in choir are like huge here. Like this, like they film High School Musical here at at one of the at one of the high whoa, schools whoa, whoa. here. And that's funny. cool. What was her name? Who? The girl that asked to the dance because Carol- I'm one. Tara Lyman. Can you spell another girl's name with the letters Tara? <laughs> no, and that's the. It, like, well, could you first, have gotten confused? It was Lara first time. Yeah, because she had a sister named Rata. Is this so, Tara yeah. Lyman or Lara Tymon? <laughs> <laughs> she had a sister named what? It was a joke. I said Rata. Oh. Um, <laughs> Atar. <laughs> Atar. <laughs> Tara or Atar? <laughs> Don't be such an Atar. <laughs> Um, but I did, it was one of those, like, it, like I'm, I'm, uh, confident enough to admit this now where I was like, uh, one of the, it was pretty close to the dance and it was, I was like one of the people who didn't have a date yet or whatever. (laughs) So like, it was kind of out of left field. Like she wasn't really a good friend of mine or anything like that. So I had to go through the yearbook and like figure out and like eliminate people. Like it was, yeah. (laughs) Did you? So yeah, Utah, did you? Utah's a weird place. That's cool. Did you take post-its and put it over girls' faces that you knew already had dates? You're like, okay, it's not her. It's not her. <laughs> and I had like little her. strings that I was were you between like, pins and were stuff. You like, who's Pepe Silva? <laughs> <laughs> there is no Pepe Silva. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> so, uh. And then you would have to do like an elaborate thing to answer. Right. <laughs> and it was always, yeah. it was always like unscrambling the letters. Like oh, I asked someone gosh. to a dance one time with this. It, it was kind of, I was kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, but we were at a friend's house. <laughs> and they had this soy milk in their fridge that oh, they weren't going to use. And it said it was called soy dream. Like that was the brand name. And so right. I, I wrote on, 
like I wrote a note that said it would be soy dreamy to go to the dance with you. <laughs> uh, and I put, I like put the letters of my name inside of this soy milk on like pieces of paper or something. What? Yeah, dude. I'm, this is like how dumb. I'm the, weirdest, the weirdest part is that everyone just scramble the names. It's like a mystery. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was always like a thing of like, it couldn't just be like you did this cool thing. It had to also be like you have to figure out this person's name, you know? <laughs> what if you like when, don't want to go? Do you have to? You have and to then say you had to, an and then you had to reply. Like no one would ever do a cool thing to say no, but also like you would very rarely say no because like no one yeah. would ever say no unless they were already going with somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah, you tell them like you're place. marrying them. You just go and then don't talk to them anymore. When you started the story, you said. I was really scraping the bottle that's when and I was like, gosh, that's a horrible thing to say about a girl. But you meant yeah, No. <laughs> that's what I thought. No, I, really, <laughs> I really wanted to go. I wanted to go with that girl, but I just didn't have a good okay. idea of how to ask her. <laughs> the this idea was pretty the gross and smelly. <laughs> so I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it because Hey, I was that would be the pot calling the kettle black if I didn't want to go with a girl because she was gross and smelly. <laughs> that would be your hypocrisy i know some gross smelly guys that have very high standards for the women that they would yeah it's always it's always a little be. bit it's always a little bit weird right yeah it's like don't worry even the smelly girls don't want to go out with you yeah this, this not is not have a, to make the decision this is not a joke i was at uh six flags magic mountain once and saw a dude with his shirt off nice okay walking around with his shirt off and he had one of those like kind of uh like a a bow or i mean like in a rainbow uh form o- over his belly okay like emphasizing the shape of his large large belly uh-huh a stomach tattoo no fat chicks <laughs> no fat chicks that's awesome that's probably like, like ironic though you know but maybe a real a real it was an a real actual tattoo. tattoo though it was a Man, real tattoo that's commitment to a joke if it is a joke like i respect that i respect that person <laughs> that has a tattoo that says no fat chicks that's what i'm saying to you right now and he was holding hands with a girl who and was i was fat? thinking oh, oh was who she is fat? this girl uh oh, who's holding the hands of the no fat chicks guy yeah it's like even if you're not fat it would be like you know yeah like who is this girl solidarity with yep that's my man that's my yeah, man right. right there or or was she like <laughs> i wonder if that was like like when when did she start when did she find out that he had that tattoo at what point when they're dating or did he get it after they started dating and that's and that's when he was like man i finally found a, a skinny girl that will date me so now i can finally have this requirement you know i can finally declare to the world was she fat did you say my that? belief on this i don't remember I, and that's what i know that's weird that i don't remember if she was or wasn't i was <laughs> no, like so so thrown by the that fact seems that like he key. was holding hands with a with a woman while proudly displaying this tattoo yeah like just the fact that a woman would be willing to hold hands with him yes yes in public and that he he could put a shirt on and not show anyone he's deciding he's making the choice to not wear the shirt yeah that's like a very conscious decision right 
man. So guitars. If you were going to get a tattoo, what would it be? Do it do Oh, do you guys have tattoos you do, don't you? Both you? Yeah. yeah. Bill's got a, a bunch. He's like yeah. No, I just have one. I just have one. What is it? But <laughs> it's highly it, visible. It's on my forearm. Yeah. Is it like a cross or I, something? Yeah. That's right. I it's like a right. it's a mixture of a bunch of like kind of satanic symbols concepts. Um what's your tattoo, Aaron? It's like a bunch of satanic symbols all mixed together. Forming one amalgam. For, forming the uh Jesus fish, the ichthus. Mine's oh, like no that. fat chicks. <laughs> but in, oh, it's like in, that in coexist. Hebrew. It's like in Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, mine's like no. mine's ancient Hebrew and it says no fat chicks. <laughs> oh man, I want to get like a I want to get like the Chinese symbol on my shoulder for no fat chicks. <laughs> Is that still a thing? When I was in high school, all the kids like as soon as they would turn 18, a lot of kids would get Chinese like or you know what do you call it? I think it's called, is, it kan- is it kanji? Kanji, yeah. Yeah. I think that's Japanese though. But uh, yeah. A friend a friend of mine said his his tattoo buddy told him that they have all a bunch of a big wall display of all of those symbols with hope, peace, love, warrior. And uh-huh. he said that they just made it up and put the poster up because everybody was coming in demanding you know, well, I want. Yeah, what's I've the seen, symbol for? Yeah, sure. I've seen people claim that, like, he, yeah, they'll they'll see someone's tattoo and be like, oh, that's the word for like, I don't know, onion or something like that. Right. Exactly. That that actually means rabbit. That's not what peaceful or whatever. I've I actually the other day I seriously thought you know what would be really sick is our a, a tattoo of our logo. That would be pretty sweet. Like right on the tip <laughs> of your shoulder, of your shoulder, shoulder. Yeah. elbow, the tip of your shoulder. Like, just no, I'd the, get it on my whole. I'd get it on my whole stomach. Right, like, the circle. Yes, yeah, the big circle. Yeah, and the I'm M would. Know, I was, hashtag the, thanks for friendship. Like the, right across my S, lower back. The S would like stretch across onto my side where all my stretch marks are from being so fat. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> tail of the S. I was I thinking so. on my other forearm. It'd be pretty sweet. You should get it on your palm. No, I want to like a thanks for friendship Ooh. tram stamp. <laughs> no. That would be pretty sweet. No, 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 yeah. that would not. No, I want, I want our logo on my forearm about the size of the sticker itself. Like right on the forearm. That, that would be, be cool. Sick. That would be cool. I have this, I have a friend who has he has a lower back tattoo because oh, he, he got it like he. You said he, he yeah, and he, you said lower older. back. He got it like before it was a thing. For, oh. <laughs> oh man. It's just really what bad placement. It? It's like it's like a logo of some band, I think. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like a band tattoo. <laughs> I always wanted a I always wanted a strung out tattoo for whatever like you know how oh, it's certain... a five iron frenzy tattoo. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it's a five That's iron amazing. frenzy tram stamp. Oh, I shouldn't say tram stamp because I I feel bad every time I say it. But 
that's great though <laughs> of all the bands yeah, pretty funny christian ska band i think he has like three five iron <laughs> frenzy tattoos to be honest he loves what? them yeah wow <laughs> there there are certain bands like i remember strung out was one band where like people would get tattoos of their logo more so than other bands of that same sort of like black flag a lot of people have black flag tattoos afi is another big one i always wanted to get a misfits tattoo misfits is another one because they're fine they're fine because their logo is cool well yeah just the skull just the The skull skull logo yeah Yeah, that'd be be a good one Strung out logo um, is cool. Strung out's logo is kind of like the radioactive symbol, or it's like mm. a, it's like a molecule, you know, with little things circling around it. it oh it, yeah, it makes, yeah. It makes for a good tattoo, but it's yeah, that's one that I would want to get. Um, have you guys heard the uh, the story about? Um, I've heard, uh, crap. What's his name? Frodo from uh, Lord of the Rings. His yeah. name is Elijah Wood. Uh-huh. Okay, Elijah Wood talking about how the nine actors in from the Lord of the Rings all got matching tattoos yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> like all nine of them. So mm-hmm. the dude that plays Gandalf, he got one. But and and it and and I, I was when I was listening to them talk about it, I was like, that's fascinating because they're all like their ages range, you know, and they're like and he was like but it was this awesome experience that we shared together. So we all thought, let's, let's share this. Yeah. Let's, let's get a tattoo to mark this memory. And, and the guy's like, well, what's, what's the tattoo? And he goes, well, it's nine in Elvish. Like, oh, okay. That's cool. Where did you get yours, Elijah? And he's like, oh, it's around my belly button. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like everything up until that moment of the story i was like this is pretty cool this is a cool story and then when he said it's around my belly button i was like no 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 no. this is like and i know that that's not where the other guys got theirs good that's good they all did that's such a bad yeah i hope they all did (laughs) i don't i think i I'm sure so I think you would the think only like one. the back of the shoulder or like, you know, up on your like your bicep or something like that's where you would get that tattoo. Or like like over your heart. Yeah. Yeah. On like anywhere chest, on your right on my on back. Any, literally back. anywhere other than around your belly button. Anywhere. Around your belly button. <laughs> like it can't be between like your sternum and your like the middle of your thigh, you know. Like anywhere in that middle, it either has to be like on your calf or something, or on well, like your, on your thigh would be okay. Like yeah. people get tattoos there, but like yeah, around your belly button. Do you remember that story about that guy? Like I've heard stories about people going to get like a, a tattoo for a sports team, and like the tattoo artist is a fan of the rival, and so they'll like uh, or or like you know they're getting their hair colored, and they'll color it the other color or whatever. Yeah, there was this guy in Argentina that. Uh, wanted a tattoo of his football, like his soccer team's logo. And the tattoo artist was a fan of the rival team. So he tattooed, he just tattooed a big penis on the guy's back. No. Yes, dude. Really? That is so bad. Like it's permanently, (laughs) like it was on the guy's back so he couldn't see it, you know? Yeah. It's just like, he's like, how's it looking? Like you can't look in and the guy's like, oh, it's awesome. (laughs) 
tattoos are like you can't tattoos can't be a part of a prank like that is it's a permanent (laughs) thing on this guy's body yeah isn't there a tattoo artist hippocratic oath that they do there's gotta be like yeah he's sued it like he's i don't know whatever happened you know but that was a part of the story when i heard it was that he he was suing the guy obviously because it's like even if you got the thing moved this isn't really a prank because the guy did it on himself but wasn't there somebody who got a face tattoo of the Mitt Romney campaign logo on his face? <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's like To make his face look like Mitt Romney or like a different size? No, no, no. The Smaller. logo, the, the Mitt logo. Romney oh. on, on his face while he was running for president. And oh, then yeah. didn't, didn't become president. Sure but enough. I was thinking, even if he did, even if Mitt Romney won and then won again, and he was president for eight years. Like, why? <laughs> the campaign logo no longer matters. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and then, like, think about it. Like, okay, if you got a, you know, a Clinton tattoo, right? Back in 93 or whatever. Uh, what, what do you tell people now? Yeah, that's such oh, a Oh, weird... I was a huge fan. I to was be, a huge fan of Bill Clinton. To be fair, though, really the logo. Stoked. So I Googled this guy. The logo is somewhat vague as far as what it is for like you it's can, like an it's like a red and white an r it's red and white lines that make the shape of an r but it's kind of like it's very stylized so like i don't know <laughs> but still it's on the dude like it's right next to his eye on like his temple area and it's big like it's you know three inches tall like, or whatever i think it was like a local radio station said if you get if you get the tattoo of the logo of one of the two campaigns will give you tickets to you know tim mcgraw or something stupid like that like (laughs) and he's like done and then he went and did it love i love radio show contests remember that person that uh they had that contest to it was like uh it was literally called hold your wii for a wii like when the nintendo wii was was so rare that was and someone that was in sacramento yes (laughs) <laughs> holding their pee, and they and the and they got fired. I know I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> How did they got fired? Die? They died of because like uh, hyperhidrosis or some some kind of like oh like if you gosh. I don't know. I yeah, don't know there's like I, and it was like you had to keep drinking water. I think was part of the thing is you couldn't mm. you couldn't pee and you had to keep drinking water like every hour or whatever. And then one person, like, passed out and died. And then the, the oh, I mean, to, to be fair, like, the radio people were like, how were we supposed to know that that was a thing? Because <laughs> I had never heard of it. Like, how is it? A, yeah, like, it's, die not, from not, it's not, it's not their fault. Like, <laughs> yeah, anyways, that's. A, yes, yeah. it is. It is their fault. I but, mean, it's the person's fault for wanting a Nintendo that much. No, if if you're a radio person, you say, "Hey, jump in front of this train, and if you survive, we'll give you a an Xbox." And they go, "Done," and they do it. Like, dude, that's that's on you. I just think it's it's like, I, it's a thing that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, like I'm sure that was their. I'm sure that was their like jumping in too. front like, of a train. There's an inherent risk of dying, but drinking a lot of water and not peeing, like you wouldn't think, like, oh, I might die from this. <laughs> but evidently 
have we talked about guitars yet? What do you guys think about guitars? Speaking of guitars. Have we talked about our sponsor yet? (laughs) Didn't you guys do that while I was away? I don't think I don't know. It's all blurring together. This is the worst episode. I feel I feel so I honestly I don't even know. I feel so confused about Can the episode title be Mitt and Romney face tattoo? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) That's a good title. But now you ruined it. You ruined it because you told everyone. Oh. <laughs> I just listened to that that part last night with my wife. Let me ask you guys a question. Or you're arguing guitars. with me about. Okay, question <laughs> about guitars. That was the funny part. I listened to it yesterday. Um, how comfortable are you guys like with taking apart and working on your guitars on a scale of one to noon? One to dimed on a scale of oh, one, one to dimed. So on a scale of one to one o'clock to ten o'clock. On a scale on of scale five, of midnight. On a scale of seven o'clock to five o'clock. To dimed. <laughs> seven o'clock. Where five o'clock is twelve, and seven, seven o'clock, o'clock is, is zero. One. Zero. One. <laughs> seven o'clock is zero. Or okay. one. Or one. What? Zero. It's zero. It's seven zero. o'clock okay. is zero. On a scale of zero to twelve, where zero is seven o'clock, and twelve is five o'clock. How come you just say that? Aaron, that's a good joke, but why don't we talk about the things that we're not comfortable doing on guitars? Okay. I'm, so I'm let's very... start at the bottom. Let's do this. Let's start at Okay, start at the bottom. Raise the bar. Changing strings. Yes, changing strings. I am comfortable yes. changing strings. I am comfortable with it. Okay. Next is uh tuning a guitar. Yes, I'm comfortable yes. with it. Yes. Are you comfortable? Uh, Replacing like knobs and like small hardware items. Yes. Is that the okay. next step up? I don't know. Yeah, like putting knobs or switch, locking... switch tips or something. Yeah, yeah. Putting locking tuners on your guitar, okay, I think it'd so be like the next easiest trading... thing. Trading out like the okay, tuners, yes. <laughs> um, okay, what if you what if you had to like ream ream out the holes or or uh make them smaller? Ooh, smaller is totally different smaller than making is them bigger. Tough, but I feel like I could do it. I had to do it on the I, M2. Well, I really? mean, you just make. I had that problem too, but I just made the tuners bigger instead. Okay, yeah, so that, yeah, which is basically the same thing. <laughs> How did you make yeah. the holes smaller? I did. I didn't. I made the tuners bigger. Like oh, okay, so. me too. <laughs> um, huh. What about electronic stuff like soldering? Are you comfortable soldering? Yes, I. I am comfortable soldering. So, like pickups. I, I feel like the most solder. ambitious guitar I used to have to a ton as an undergrad. So mm. I got very comfortable soldering. Mm. I my most ambitious guitar uh, thing is uh, filing frets. Oh, you've done that. Yeah. So I bought. I bought the. Uh, Affinity Squire Tele for a hundred bucks, um, and um, the frets were. Somebody was like, "Be careful! Some of those necks suck." And um, I got it, and it looked awesome. And then I put my hands on the neck, and I was like, "Ugh!" It was like barbed wire. So then I bought. I went to Harbor Freight and bought a. I watched a couple YouTube videos. Bought bought some special tiny files at Harbor Freight. Mm. 
and um, and did it. And now it feels great. It doesn't look good because I messed mm. up the neck a little bit, but because the fret you put like grooves in the fretboard or whatever. Yeah, but it's a Squire Tele also, so exactly. So it it's doesn't really matter. And it was and it was cool to like. Now I can say that I've done that. Yeah. Um, and I did what they what the guy in the video said, which is put um, masking tape down. Yeah, so that you and then the tape up, not the but, wood. Yeah, except it's still. But the file just goes right through the masking tape. <laughs> right, you have to put it because I think down, I, yeah, probably like layers. But I, I mean, it probably has to do with his technique, though. Like, I'm sure that he was putting one piece of tape down, and then I think his technique is he's no, pushing into the, the fret tape, and not down. The masking tape is for when you're like polishing the frets. It's not as much. It's so you don't scratch the fretboard when you're using like steel wool to polish it. It's not mm. like the, it, it won't really protect it from the files themselves. Yeah. Well, Cause it's designed to cut through metal or to like shave metal off. It's going to, yeah. Like a crystal tape cut through masking tape. I don't know how but, he did it, but he did. I'm and... comfortable. I'm comfortable doing fret leveling. Um, but I've never done much like crowning or like fret end work. I've never done anything with frets, any fret work. I would. I, I think I would though. I would encourage anybody to do do it the way I did it. Buy a guitar that is practically worthless. Yeah, I have like that a has horrible frets that's laying and around. try and 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 then and do it that way because it's like it it feels it really does feel great now. And if you look at it closely, it's like, holy crap, what? Who did this? Because <laughs> you can see like little nicks in the wood right next to the each edge of the fret you know not on every single one but on a lot of them you see you that got... that's like a common thing that you see on gibsons that people you know there are people that complain about gibson qa mm. that's like a common one that you'll see a lot where uh especially if they have binding you know because it's more obvious then that yeah. like mm. the edges of the frets are kind of filed down like that so how about like actual setup like Truss rod adjustment, action into yeah. Truss rods don't bother me. Um, action, I'm fine. Intonation, like all that stuff. I like I shimmed the neck on my Jazzmaster too, which is not even a yeah, thing, me too. really. But yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like some of the things that people are afraid to do, it's like so. Like filing your frets, like that's a pretty big commitment, right? Well, because you can't undo it. You can do damage, but like shimming the neck or like change or, you know, like those are things that people are worried about or like they're afraid of, but it's not even a thing at all. It's like not a big deal. Yeah. Like any electronics work, like the electronics in a guitar are so basic and simple that. Yeah, that's true. It's intimidating to people and you can't, you can always go back, you know? Yeah. Unless you like overheat a pot and ruin it or something like yeah. that, but that rarely happens. I think people that have the never soldered assume that it's like complicated or difficult, which it, I mean, it is a skill that you get better at, but it's not even like the first time I soldered something, like I was able to do it. It just mm-hmm. was crappy. Well, and plus, like soldering on a guitar <laughs> is very easy. Right. Yeah. Like all the components are very large and. Yeah, exactly. There's like, there's tons of room for error. Yeah. Well, and and also like a crappy solder job when you like you solder it and if you use like a buttload of solder, that doesn't make it 
it makes it look bad, but it doesn't make it function bad. To yeah, do yeah, like, it, like only spilling into something or touching something. That's not the only thing to. is if you're like bridging contacts or if you have a cold, yeah. like if you're heating up the solder and not the component and you get a cold solder joint, that's, it can yeah. affect the functionality, but assuming everything works, then yeah, it, it doesn't really matter what it looks like. And like you said, if, if it didn't work, like, yeah, you'd fix if it. If you plug everything in and it's, yeah, then you just, you go, Oh, I did something wrong. And then you'd, do it a, again. Cold, a cold solder joint is a weird one where sometimes it'll like work intermittently. So you can have problems that way, but it's, you know, but, but it's easy enough to fix and to learn how to not do that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So what, so what, what about like so drilling? I, so like I, have you ever installed, like I installed a pickup and a preamp in my acoustic guitar where I had to like drill the body, the, like I had to drill the, the tail block out to uh-huh. fit the preamp, which wasn't that big of a deal. The only the, thing, uh, have you guys ever like re- done any refinishing stuff or like finishing on a guitar? Like, paint? yes. How did that go? Um, not, not good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I've talked about this before. I bought, um, for 20 bucks. It was like, it was some Les Paul knockoff and the kid, the dad was selling it and the kid was away at college. Um, mm. and it was covered in a thick, like it was, I, I know this is going to, you're going to say, oh, it sounds cool. It was like a gold uh, glitter or not yeah. gold glitter. It was green glitter, um, but it was thick and lumpy. So it yeah. was not, <laughs> it was, it was not appealing at all. It was like he, it, it looked like the paint was very, very thick and he had just kind of slathered it on. Um, <laughs> like he painted it with a brush. Probably like, yeah, I mean, it, it was, and, and he had painted, he, thankfully he did not do the neck, but he did do the headstock too. Uh-huh. Um, so I, he was selling it for, um, for 20 bucks and he's like, I don't think it works. Um, and, um, but you know, selling for 20, and I was like, well, this will be awesome to like, just mess around with. So the first thing I did was I stripped it. And that was not fun at all. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll just put on paint stripper. And it it took a lot of, like, scraping with the paint, uh, the, you know, removal stuff that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I had a plastic spatula thing that I was, and it just took forever. And then I had to sand it forever because it was, like, there's little bits of the green, like, in the grain. Mm-hmm. And, um so then I, for some reason, I'm an idiot, and I was like, oh, you know what? For my first guitar finishing job, I'm going to try and do a sunburst. <laughs> 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 so I, and I came up with this idea, and I learned later, this is not how anybody does sunburst. <laughs> but <laughs> I, bought, I bought a light uh, stain and a dark stain. And oh I gosh. stained the whole thing light. And then I took the dark stain and I put it on uh, like a, a rag and I just tried to rub it around the edge uh-huh. and then smear it. And then it didn't, it didn't look very, <laughs> it didn't look like it was a fade. So then I took some of the light and I tried to smear the edge <laughs> and that messed it up. And I just kind of ended up doing that over and over again. And it kind of sort of looks like a really messed up sunburst now. Um, 
you have to post some pictures of that. <laughs> okay, I should post. Yeah. I should post yeah. some in, pictures of that yeah. in a in a month when this episode goes live. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and um, but then you said I, I also I route that same uh, Telecaster the um, um, Affinity one. I routed out um, the bri- the neck pickup to um, for a humbucker to or something. Fit, to fit a, um, it was um, a guitar fetish, um, one of their like gold foil P90 things. Oh, okay, yeah. Like it look, it looks like a gold foil, but it actually sounds more like a P90. I guess is the, yeah, the thing. So, um, so how did you route it out? Did you just take a drill and go to town, or or like a chisel or something? No, but <laughs> my a buddy of mine, I was like, hey, you've got a router, right? And he goes, yeah. And I go. I go, hey, I, I, I've got this idea. I've got this pickup, and I want to put it in this guitar. And he's like, oh, well, so you want to just, like, just route the crap out of it? And he's like, you can't go back from that. And yeah. I go, I know, but look yeah, at this pickguard. Pick guard. <laughs> yeah, look at this pickguard. It covers everything. Even if I hate the way the pickup sounds, and I want to go back yeah, yeah. to a regular one, you'll never know. And he's like, oh, that's a good point. Okay. <laughs> so we did it. And we just we took the deck off. We took all the electronics out and just, like, you know, taped up the area we wanted and just with his router like a a regular router yeah hand um oh you didn't have it like mounted on the table you did it by hand like hand no because we yeah so we clamped the guitar down on his workbench Mm. and then used a router and uh we did the he said because of how deep it had to be Mm. we did it like i don't know like maybe like a centimeter Maybe less than that at a time. At a time, yeah. And then we go back around like a little bit lower, yeah. a little bit lower. Um, it was actually a lot. There was so much freaking sawdust like everywhere. It was a lot of wood that we had to move. Yeah, when you're shaving it like that. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he, I just sent just sent you guys a picture. Oh, maybe I'll post it in the group too. But I bought a Mexican Telecaster one time and I, I pulled the pick guard off because it had it was a black body and it had a white pick guard and I wanted to put a black pick guard on it. And when I pulled it off, somebody had routed out almost all the way. So Mexican telecasters are routed for humbucker in the neck. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe mm-hmm. at some point they had put a middle pickup in or something. They basically had just drilled like with a hand drill, just gone to town on this thing, almost all the way to the neck pick or the bridge pickup cavity. I mean, it's just a total mess. I don't know if you guys are on mess so like or a, whatever, but like yeah, a, that looks gnarly. <laughs> like a drill press? It's terrible, dude. It looks like they chiseled it. Yeah, like it. So they did something. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. <laughs> it was super uneven. And, Whoa. And yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's nasty. Ooh. But that again, it's not... like, it's like, oh, there's a pit guard on it, so... Wait, what are those other holes? Yeah, the, what is the about? The little circles? Uh-huh. Those are on most fenders. They they use them for uh that holds it in the CNC machine. Oh, uh, okay. You see them on like strats have it underneath that uh kind of in the same area. Hmm. Um But yeah, that's what they're that's what they're for. I think it holds them it's like a reference point for the CNC machines. You're not so going to want to go without a pit guard on that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what? What? Why? Like, 
Yeah, like that's what I I'm mean, trying because it doesn't look like it's enough room for a middle pickup. Unless you're like, just trying to do like some kind of weight relief or something. No, yeah, I think or, I think this this looks to me like he was like I want to put a humbucker in the bridge, and um, and then he like he drilled like he drilled a bunch of material and like you know and it probably looked really crappy and then he tried to put the pick guard on. And it didn't fit. And he's like, oh, I didn't do it right. And then he kept moving it over. And then that's what I think he did. You're saying in the neck? In the neck, you mean? In the neck. And then he ended up but going. But it's already routed for a humbucker in the neck. Yeah. I think I think actually it, it might have been for a battery, for an active pickup. Uh, or for like, a, or for like hmm. a mid-boost circuit or something like that. I think. I might have even asked the guy about it, and he told me that. But I, th- yeah, I think at some point I it was for a battery. <laughs> but then, I guess, why would you put the? Ba- okay, whatever. If you put a there's battery, there's not a great place. There's not a great place on a telly to put a battery other than that because that you can't put it under like the bridge it or under the control. The control cavity isn't big enough, you know. Yeah, you'd have to like go from the okay, but top part from the back on like the top or something. But then you'd have to get the wires through somehow too yeah yeah so you have to you have to (laughs) like this is the this is one of the easier places to put a battery and still conceal it because if you put it in the back then you'd have to get a battery compartment and make it look nice and stuff yeah because the telly doesn't have any compartments on the back you know right i was thinking you add a you add a back panel but i guess that is a little bit more complicated than when you have to make it look good, where this is like, be. obviously, you can just make it look super ugly. and Yeah, and you have to have channels, too, for the wires. Yeah, Which so is easy. Drill you just drill straight through. through. But yeah, and that's straight through. But, but there's not enough depth. Like, it would have to be somewhere other than right behind the control cavity because that almost goes right. the full depth of the body already, you know. So, yeah, it's, the, it would be the complicated. Problem with- the problem with doing it the way he did it is that then, and this is probably why he sold it, because he's like, wait, so if I leave my guitar plugged in, my battery dies, and then I have to pull off the whole freaking thing to switch out the battery. Yeah, that's but that's like a common, like like the Eric Clapton Strat is that way. Like it has a mid-boost circuit, and there's a, there's a battery under the pit guard. Like it's not really? unheard of. Yeah, yeah. It's cause it has in a the pit guard, there's no separate place to get to the battery. No, no. Ugh, gosh, that is the most obnoxious thing <laughs> but, I've ever heard. But it only it only drains when the when they the last forever. Yeah, like it's a super it's a super low draw. If it was like EMGs or something, in, it would maybe. Oh, okay. It might even different. be. I think. Yeah, like I think even even with that mid boost circuit, maybe it's even using it even when it's not plugged in. But it's such a low draw that it still lasts for months at a time or whatever. And if it doesn't, and if the battery dies, you're, you're not dead. It just bypasses that circuit hmm. where with like EMGs, okay. if your battery dies, you just don't get any. Yeah. So. Guys. Yeah. Thanks for friendship. All right. Thanks for Thanks signing. For <laughs> Thanks for and guys, story. listeners. Don't forget. Thank you all who are a part of the street crew. Slum Hard yeah. street, street crew. crew. Thank you, um, Slum Hard. sending that money. Thanks, thanks again to Jim. Thanks to Jim. Thank you, Slum Hard.
Thanks to all the slum hards. Thank you, Simon. You know who you are, slum hards. Thanks for slumming hard. Thanks for nothing. And thanks for friendship. And thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. And thanks Julie for... Newmar. To Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Thanks for friendship. Julie Newmar. <laughs> that needs to be photoshopped. To Wong Fu. Thanks for friendship. Julie Newmar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. Dave, Bill, you have like a month to put it together before this episode gets live. <laughs> so make it happen. Before, yeah. before Matt does it. You have three oh, weeks man. and five days. Hopefully I won't have died of pneumonia by then. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs>